Hello, and welcome to the Sullivan County Democrat Podcast, brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calico, New York. Stop by their Lower Main Street location to see what fresh in-house baked goods they're cooking up, or check out their Instagram to see about any special things on the menu. I'm Managing Editor Joe Abraham, and here are some of this week's top stories. The child formula shortage has Sullivan County pantries and programs concerned. It has been widely reported that the formula shortage is mainly caused by Abbott Nutrition's voluntary recall of formula after two babies died and four babies were hospitalized with bacterial illnesses in February. The Food and Drug Administration attributes these illnesses to Abbott's formulas Similac, Alimentum, and Elcare. Although Abbott released a statement on May 16th that said their investigation of their factory in Michigan did not find any link between the rare bacterial infections the babies suffered from and the formula and factory. The production of formula has been largely shut down at the company's factory in Sturgis, Michigan, while the investigation occurred. Abbott Nutrition is one of the biggest formula manufacturers in the country. In addition to the recall, supply chain problems and formula hoarding caused by the COVID-19 pandemic, has made this shortage worse, causing families to panic about where they can get formula to feed their infants. Annette Ryan, the director of First Way Life Center in Monticello, told a Democrat about a grandmother who called the center looking for formula for her six-month-old granddaughter. Ryan said it was heartbreaking to hear the grandmother so panicked to find a specific type of formula. The six-month-old suffered many allergies and was even hospitalized before the correct formula was found. Ryan also noted that many mothers are not getting, quote, real solid answers about what to do or what they can substitute formula for. She also noted that mothers' confidence levels to feed their children has been affected, especially since many families are unwilling to try something different when they find something that works for their infants. Ryan told the Democrat that she was in support of focusing on alternatives to formula and natural methods of feeding, such as breastfeeding, although there is backlash to those statements. Ryan noted that they have been getting through the shortage through donations and doing the best she can and said that she often relies on other food pantries such as Pastor Deborah Villanueva's pantry in Liberty. Villanueva told the Democrat that she had started her nonprofit organization, Dab Ministries Incorporated, in 2006 but started the pantry right before the pandemic began. Every week she provides food, hygiene products, pet food, and other items to anyone in need. But on May 26, she decided to address the formula shortage and hold a pantry day for baby items. She said she was planning to give out items for premature babies and sick children. Some items included formulas, cereals, jar food, diapers, wipes, and more to approximately 30 mothers in need. She also said anyone was welcome to participate and food will also be distributed. Villanueva said she was been allowed to order only one case of formula at a time and she goes wherever she can find formula and other items. She noted that in addition to the formula shortage, it has become very expensive to run a pantry with inflation. She stated that her pantry was eligible for grants and is relatively well-funded, but she sees other pantries struggling to meet the demand. She said she typically connects with other programs, WIC and social media, and she would, quote, continue her mission even if she had to pay out of pocket to help in any way she can. Seeing families, quote, shaking, crying, and having nervous breakdown to get formula they need motivated her to extend her focus more to the formula crisis. Patricia Bennett, Program Manager of Healthy Families of Sullivan for Public Health, says that supplies are limited in Sullivan County and the emergency formula bank the program keeps has been depleted. 
She said that the program has been using local pantries and food banks as a resource to help address the demand, but she said, quote, she is concerned that it doesn't get worse. And Sullivan County is, quote, feeling the crunch, but the shortage is not as sensationalized as some in the media portray. Bennett and the program advocate for breastfeeding to feed children, but she noted that not everyone has that option. She said the program receives formula donations from pediatricians, food pantries, and has two Lactation counselors for breastfeeding mothers and donations have been reduced. Bennett recommended that families not try to make their own formula as some formula cannot be substituted. In this respect, the shortage is really affecting families with infants that have allergies or sensitivities the most, Bennett said. Families with this issue should contact their pediatrician or try to get their formula from a medical supply or by prescription. Healthy Families of Sullivan offers a wide variety of services for families with infants until preschool. For more info on the program or to join, www.healthyfamiliesny.org offers a map of all programs, Bennett said. In the May 16th press release from Abbott, they stated that they reached an agreement with the FDA to resume production, but it would take approximately six to eight weeks for products to become available. President Joe Biden's administration has also arranged shipments from FDA-approved countries and is signing laws to increase access to formula to address the crisis. Over in the town of Delaware, concerned neighbors of the property that hosts the camp Benoist Rochelle gathered before the town of Delaware planning board during a public hearing on May 18th, raising to light issues pertaining to noise complaints and claims of trespassers entering onto neighboring properties. The Delaware planning board received comments from a handful of residents regarding those alleged issues, as well as concerns involving littering in and around private property and various farm animals that were reported to be left behind to wander onto neighboring properties. In a suggestion for an immediate solution for the allegations of trespassing, Town Attorney Ken Klein and Delaware Planning Board member Tom Shepstone proposed the idea of installing physical barriers along property lines. However, residents are hesitant on the idea and are seeking alternative solutions and answers as to what can be done. We clearly have a problem, Shepstone said. Addressing the residents and members of the board was President of Bonos Rochelle, Rabbi Jacob Berkowitz, who sympathized with those affected. I was shocked to hear about the trespassing, he said. He also addressed other issues brought up by residents, including the allegations relating to animals, stating he did not know how they managed to get there in the first place. Another issue that was brought up involved an off-season caretaker of the camp property who was reported by residents to be playing loud music. According to Berkowitz, he was unaware of that specific noise issue. It is bothering me to no end, especially for the neighbors. Why should they suffer, Berkowitz said. The planning board discussed looking into drafting up a resolution to move forward and correcting the addressed issues. Shepstone said, quote, we have time to address this before the camp opens. These are serious issues and we will deal with them. The camp has hosted a number of campers for the past 18 summer seasons and is currently scheduled to reopen on June 29th. In other news, Angelo Fletcher went from being a single guy to a single parent overnight. In November 2020, Angelo's younger sister Jalen was murdered by the father of her two children, leaving his niece Ileana and nephew Isaiah without a home. Without a second thought, Angelo took them in. It was definitely a huge transition, Angelo said. Truth be told, I'm learning every day with help from families and friends. I'm just trying to do the best I can. I knew for a fact that I wasn't going to let these kids, the only piece of my sister left, go. Jalen's death came not even a year after their mother passed away from a terminal illness. Angelo is the head of security at Yoan Health Resort in Monticello. His father, also named Angelo, a disabled veteran, 
lives with him and the kids, helping with them as Angelo works. About a year and a half ago, Angelo bought a mobile home in which to raise the kids, but it was in need of several repairs. When he first started the project, things were moving along, but he eventually hit a snag. I couldn't find anyone to come in and reasonably take care of the work, he said. I don't have the money to do it, so I ended up trying to get what I could done, with the help of everybody that's been gracious enough to help us. We've gotten to this point, but we're still so far off. In between trying to do repairs himself and work, Angelo and his family have been staying with a friend. However, that friend has been having issues with their landlord and with the conditions at that apartment. The friend is now facing eviction, which will soon leave Angelo and the kids homeless. Angelo is running out of time. In addition to struggling to find money to complete the repairs on his home, he's also falling behind on bills. Things are really bad for me right now, he said. With everything with the kids and life and work on top of everything else, it's just a lot. I'm really losing stability of my life and the life that I'm trying to build for myself and my family. While he isn't one to ask for help, preferring to take care of his own with money tight and time running out, he had no choice. He's launched a GoFundMe page with the goal of $25,000 to help him finish repairs on the home so they will have a place to live. Donations have began to come in, and Angelo said he appreciates all the love and support he and his family have received. It's so overwhelming and has brought me to tears multiple times, he said. You kind of lose faith in people and the world until something like this happens. To make a donation to assist Angelo and his family, you can go to the GoFundMe page linked, which is on the Sullivan County Democrat website, scdemocratonline.com, under the story, Uncle in need of funds to provide home for his family. In other news, the New York State Police announced this week the Town of Mamakating Highway Superintendent and Summitville Fire Chief Robert Huffcutt stands accused in Orange County of sexually abusing a child. According to police records, the alleged abuse occurred more than 20 years ago between 2000 and 2001. According to the state police, Huffcutt was arrested on Tuesday, May 31st, and was arraigned in Orange County Court before being remanded to Orange County Jail in lieu of 50000 cash bail or a $150,000 bond. Huffcutt, 55, is charged with predatory sexual assault against the child and course of sexual conduct against the child. After months of investigation by the New York State Police Bureau of Criminal Investigations, the case was presented to an Orange County grand jury who voted to indict Huffcutt on those charges, both of which are felonies. Huffcutt is well known throughout the community in Mamikating as highway superintendent and a fire chief. It's unclear as of press time how these charges will affect Huffcutt's positions. It is reported that town supervisor Mike Robbins and the Mamikating town board are discussing Huffcutt's job with the town attorney. The Summitville Fire Department has not released a statement as of Wednesday, June 1st, and could not immediately be reached for comment. Huffcutt is expected back in court next week. The New York State Police in Middletown stated that the investigation is still ongoing and encouraged anyone with any more information to contact them at 845-344-5300. Also scrolling through the pages of today's Democrat, you'll find Memorial Day coverage from across the county with stories and photos from several members of our staff. You'll also find an article by staff writer Derek Kirk on how local school districts are reacting to some of the recent tragic shooting events in Buffalo and most recently at a school in Texas. That does it for today's episode of the Sullivan County Democrat podcast, brought to you by the Kitchen Table Cafe in Calicoon, New York. We hope everyone has a wonderful weekend and we'll catch up with you next week to discuss more of the top stories in the news.